Hi, and welcome to episode 5 of my podcast called Steps to the Spirit. Last week I spoke about what I see as two different approaches to doing the steps. I call them a practical approach versus a spiritual approach. I spoke mostly last week about the practical approach to the steps. That means basically that I have an addiction, I have a problem, and I want to try to do something about it. Maybe in order to do this, somehow I've been introduced to the steps. For the practical approach, for me, they are kind of a set of instructions, a step-by-step way to change my lifestyle. So I might do these steps one after the other, trying to follow what people are telling me that have been there before, and trying to use them to change my life. Believe me, I can't emphasize this enough that there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing the steps that way. Some of the ingredients by being involved in a program or the steps might be to attend meetings, to talk to people, to hear people talking, to make coffee, to get involved with the meetings. Someone might suggest that I get a sponsor. And they certainly would probably suggest that I do or try to do these 12 steps. Some folks might get involved in a 12-step program uh, sort of on the fringes. Uh, They attend lots of meetings. Uh, They might help out making coffee or whatever, setting the meeting up, setting up chairs. They may even touch on the highlights for them of the steps, like doing an inventory, talking to somebody about the problems they've had in their life, trying to make amends to people they've harmed. Basically, I would say they're substituting that particular step program for whatever addiction they had before. This is a great, good thing. And far be it for me to say that in working a program this way, there isn't a good benefit for the person that's doing it or for the person that they're involved with that are other recovering folks in the program. Simply, whatever works for you, at least in the beginning, grab it. Don't let go. If it helps with your addiction, if it helps you to stay away from whatever it is you're having a problem with, go for it. I'm all in favor of it. That's exactly what I did for many years. And for all I know, it saved my life. It wasn't until I found a more in-depth way of looking at the steps and of doing the steps that I realized what at least I personally was missing during all those years. So now we come to the spiritual steps. The spiritual steps, at least to me, are based on that, here it is, that three-letter word, God. This, to me, is what the steps were all about when they were first conceived and were first put out there for people to use to get well. What, Charlie? My standard schnauzer Charlie just tapped me on the leg with her paw, but she said, don't forget, Dad, God spelled backward is dog. I don't know where she heard that, but for some reason she likes to get it in there every time she, every chance she can. Anyway, when things were first getting going, these 12 steps were spiritual in nature, 
I'm not saying they're not now. And the people who were instrumental in getting these programs going were very much concerned with incorporating uh, the spirit or God into their lives. I firmly believe that the steps were divinely inspired. After all, seven out of the 12 steps have the word God uh, incorporated into them. And another step is spiritually noted, but it says having had a spiritual awakening or a spiritual experience as a result of the steps. Unfortunately, nowadays, the steps and God seem to be kind of, oh, they go together, but they're not really hand in hand the way they were when the steps first started. In case you haven't noticed, I am all about the spiritual nature of the steps. That's what this podcast is all about, and that's what I'm going to be speaking about. I believe that in order to treat my addiction, I have to change. I believe that if I kept the same old me, that I would get the same results as I got before. I'm not always happy with change. Change sometimes is hard. Sometimes I've seen change as being a mountain that I don't want to climb. I'm very comfortable where I am. That's why for years I was willing to, what I would call, go through the motions. I learned a lot about alcoholism. I learned a lot about 12-step programs. I learned a lot about the steps. I was willing to do the steps in a practical way. I spent a lot of time talking to people in meetings, speaking at meetings, and some of it was hard to do. But it was never as hard, at least I thought, as it would be to really take a good look at myself and change and surrender. There's no shortage of the word God in these 12-step programs. One part of what uh, Alcoholics Anonymous calls the big book in chapter 5 says three pertinent ideas. They are A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C, that God could and would if he were sought. I don't know about you folks, but this is pretty clear to me. There's no doubt who the steps are talking about. In another spot in the same book, it says, There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. So I think what has happened over the years and over the great acceptance of these 12-step programs that many people have a difficult time with God or the word God or a spiritual concept. So I think the word God has been kind of watered down or poo-pooed sometimes. And they'll say, well, you don't have to believe in God. You can believe in some power that is greater than you. You can use, for instance, the group as your higher power or doorknob. I've heard that, actually. But again, I would hope you do the research. I've given you a few places to look. And I think you will see that there is no question about 
what for a lasting and healthy and wholesome and happy uh, non-addictive life that the best way and the ultimate way to do that is through a belief in and finding God in your own life. That is exactly what these steps will help you to do. They've certainly helped me to do it. And I compared to years ago, when I was going through the motions, my life today, is, it's incomparable. So incomparable, as a matter of fact, that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast. Because life is so wonderful, so beautiful. There are so many good things there that I feel an absolutely overwhelming need to share them with you. These steps absolutely work. They will absolutely change your life and your perspective. I'm not saying that you don't have to do some work in order to get them to work. I'm not saying that you may not have to give a little up in the future in order to gain so very much more. But in order for that to happen, you have to see it as a good, healthy possibility. You have to get the inkling that you're going to be gaining a heck of a lot more than you're going to be giving up. You also have to know that through these steps, there is help. You do not have to do this alone. As soon as you start to apply yourself to this program, God will help you. And that uh, maybe that throws in another word called faith. Not faith in any particular religion or anything, but just faith that this higher power will recognize that your will is to get well. So then, like in the third step, it says that I made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. And believe me, friends, when that happens, it will be life-changing. There's a story I heard about uh, the program, 12-step program uh, when one of the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill Wilson, was interviewed. And they said the reporter asked him what he would, if he would change anything in uh, the big book or whatever. Rumor has it that he gave him this answer. He said, where it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. He said, I would change rarely to never. I don't know how true that story is. But I know from my experience in trying to work this program and trying to learn the things I need to learn in order to become closer to my spirit, I cannot possibly see how anyone trying to do the same thing, would ever fail. So next week I'm going to try to get into the meat of the steps and start to explain how I've made some headway and inroads into changing my life for the better. These steps have worked for me and I know they will work for you. I no longer have any addictions. Um, certainly not perfect. I have a lot of character defects, if they call them but no addictions. The only thing I allow to control my life these days 
is my spirit. Now, one of the things that I've done with the steps is to reword them so that they work for me personally. I've also always seen the steps as gifts from God. And each step I compare to what I see as a gift. So to end this episode, I'm going to read my version of the 12 steps, and then I will just close the episode. You will also find them if you go to my blog, which is stepstothespirit.com slash blog. There are a couple of pages there that uh, are of interest to those of you who might be listening to this podcast. So with that, here are these steps, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Step 1. The Gift of Enlightenment I admitted that I was powerless over myself, that my life had become unmanageable. Step 2. The Gift of Belief I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Step 3. The Gift of Trust I made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand Him. Step 4. The Gift of Honesty I made a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. Step 5. The Gift of Cleansing I admitted to God, to myself, and to another human being the exact nature of my wrongs. Step 6. The Gift of Readiness I was entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step 7. The Gift of Humility I humbly asked Him to remove my shortcomings, holding nothing back. Step 8. The Gift of Willingness I made a list of all persons I had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step 9. The Gift of Courage I made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10. The Gift of Perseverance I continue to take personal inventory, and when I am wrong, I promptly admit it. Step 11. The Gift of Prayer I seek, through prayer and meditation, to improve my conscious contact with God as I understand Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for me and the power to carry that out. Step 12. The Gift of Compassion Having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, I tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all my affairs.